In this episode, we'll welcome our guest, Taki Udon. We'll be talking handhelds, our life as parents, and we'll be including whatever game we're playing or not having the time to play. to BRB Gamer. I'm your host, Retro GM, and with us today, taking a pause from dazzling the masses with his exclusive console reviews and game console-centric Discord. Coming at you live from China, Taki Udon. Hello, everyone. As always, our master ROM curator, Stubborn Pixel. My, my, you're too kind. All right, so... Let me get started by saying that I'm a fan of your content. You entice me to pick up a bunch of Chinese handhelds that rival my Game Boys for playtime. And thanks to your Discord, Stubborn, and a group of us that started at a, the Retro Enthusiasts group got connected. For you, dear listeners, Taki Udon has made a name for himself on YouTube for almost having 100,000 subscribers. Reviewing and previewing all the new gaming tech coming from China, along with guides and even the developer interviews. Welcome, Taki. Thanks for having me on. All right. So tell us how you, how you got in the game, how you got started with reviewing handhelds. So the story is not really uh, as eventful as m- most people would think. Last year... Ambernick had their uh, RG350, 350, RG, what the hell, RG350. <laughs> I haven't said it in such a long time. So I, I had a YouTube channel before the one that I, that I have now that I played games on. And when I was in America, I always wanted to buy these handheld systems, but I'm a, I'm a cheap ass. And I, and I never wanted to buy one because I didn't know if it was good or not. So when I was finally here, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy them all because the price is, is like half of what it is overseas. So I can just test them out and find out which one is garbage. So I bought the LDK because it had really good videos about it. And then when I got it, I was like, this thing is so garbage. Why is nobody you know, saying that it's as bad as it actually is? It's, it's just, you can just see it when you have it in your hands. <laughs> so... So I knew that that one wasn't for me. I bought a couple of other ones. I bought, the, I bought both LDKs. I liked one of them over the other one. And then I bought the um, RG300. And at that time, there was news of their new device, the RG350. And it was supposed to have a lot more power. And it was going to be able to play all the systems that I really wanted to play. But I wanted to get my hands on it earlier than anybody else. So then I, <laughs> then I just started doing some sleuthing, some, some grade A sleuthing. There was a picture that somebody had put on their WeChat moments where they had an RG350 in their car, but they also had their phone number listed on the front windshield of their car for some reason. Yes. And I, and I, yeah, this is like, I went down a rabbit hole to try to get this. I added the person whose phone number was on that picture and that led to another person. And that led me to the name of the company that was making the RG350. And then that got me in charge of. Uh, that got me in contact with 
with a woman who's in charge of um, doing their online activities. So I was like, hey, you know, I, I have a camera. I have another YouTube channel. Uh, I can do a video on this device for you um, if, if you'll give it to me in early so, so I can start using it. And I was like, uh, you, you really have nothing to lose because, I mean, I, all of my equipment is the exact same equipment that other people have. So I, I can produce a video really easily. So they were like, okay, sure. And they sent me one over. And then I, I didn't hear anything else from them at all. So people originally thought that the video that I did was like advertising for them. I didn't know anybody at that company at all. I just knew that one girl that gave me the device. And, and, I, and I didn't need to talk to her after she gave it to me. So I had the device, I played around with it a lot, and I put up a video on a, on a YouTube channel that I was planning on starting on doing different games for. And I just tested the device out and, and it started getting super popular. And then I just used it enough that I had enough footage to be able to do a review for it. And then I just said, I'm gonna try my best to do a really good job on this because I mean, they gave the device for me, they gave the device to me for free. And I had a blast making the video. And then after I put the video out, it just, became like super popular, even way more popular than any of the videos that I had done for the year prior on a different YouTube channel. So I was like, okay, I can do this. And then, you know, over the next couple of weeks, my subscriber count on the channel that I have now eclipsed the channel that I had worked on so much more to get to 10,000 subscribers. So I was like, okay, I'm switching the second channel to the main channel. And I kind of just went from there, just connecting the people to get other devices. Do that so rad. Yeah, it was a wild ride. And your first video now is at 200,000 views for the RG350. That's that's incredible. Yeah, back then, back then if I got 1,000 views on something, I was like I was happy. And when I did the review, the main review, I would like refresh the YouTube page and I just got just an insane amount of subscribers every time I did it. It was like before I would be happy if I got like 50 subscribers in like a week on a different YouTube channel. But this one was like 50 every time I would hit the refresh button because I, I did put a message in the beginning of the video saying, you know, if you guys want these kind of videos in the future, the only way I'm going to get them is if I have a high subscriber count because the only thing that some of these people care about is if you have subscribers, even if those subscribers are not active on your channel. You know, because it's really easy to get a, a high total if you've been doing it for a long time, but none of those people are watching any of your shit anymore. So... It doesn't really matter. And it's hard to tell these Chinese manufacturers that the number is, it doesn't matter. It's a facade. It, it doesn't equal anything. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. But you've, you've cultivated this whole thing. So that, that got me, that, that success got me into um, communication with other companies. And then, you know, there's been burned bridges around, there's been burned bridges uh, throughout throughout the the whole experience, but it's been generally fun. That's awesome. Yeah, and this 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 whole like I don't know niche um, hobby is blowing up in the last few years. I think people just want that callback to their nostalgia years, and just they can do it on the go, and they have kids and toddlers bouncing around, and just picking up these smaller sized handhelds is just perfect. So I think you really you hit on a vein that's very that's very big. And I don't think it's going to die anytime soon. Yeah, it's actually it's actually cool what happened this last year because if you rewind before this, 
the handhelds in comparison were really bad and they were bad for a very long time. Like they didn't really change anything every year. They would just change the shell, but it would be the same exact processor inside that really couldn't do like Super Nintendo or Game Boy Advance any any way, but people kept buying them. So they're like, whatever, we'll keep pumping this stuff out. It costs us like $4 to make, but we can sell it for 50. Let's just keep doing this. But now nobody will buy those handhelds anymore because there's better stuff that's, you know, around the same price that can do way yeah. more. Yep, and they learned their lesson from that, I hope. Like, all right, let's get out of the game. Let the quality brands take center. But you you have never-ending copycats, it seems like. Yeah, it's just too easy. The, the cost of doing stuff here is just much lower than people would assume. Yeah, with the only exception being maybe the Pie Boy, which is on the western shores. But even that, I mean, that's using Raspberry Pi. I was, I was in communication with them before they were making that they were supposed to do a Kickstarter and then I guess it just fell through with COVID and everything else. But I was excited about that handheld replacing the um, GPI case, but the price for that is a little bit too high for my, for my sweet spot for where I think you can get like the most value is definitely in the under 100 category. Right. It is a little bit pricey. I mean, it's a premium feeling handheld i just got mine in the mail like two hours ago and i ordered it the same day i got my first retroid pocket 2 in july july 29th so i mean people want to talk about long wait times on shipping and that's what this is a western <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean it's a western company but the factory for that is in the same city as me so really I mean, okay yeah so it, it, it's and they had to wait and get production up and they had shortages i saw that and Ooh, it's an adventure out there, man. But we got a big plethora of devices now we can pick from and, and play Mario to our heart's content. Yeah, th- this year actually set back a lot of development that was supposed to already have taken place. So it it's it we won't be where we would have been this year until like the middle of next year, which is a little bit disappointing because the things that are going to come out that people don't know about won't be as spectacular as it would have been if it would have been released this year because the technology gets dated every day a lot of missed opportunities yeah it seems like i mean it seems like the 3326 is pretty much run its course like how many more <laughs> different variations on that <laughs> well there they do <laughs> there's, there's one more that that uh is the one that i'm potentially the most excited about because it runs android and it has a four by three screen and it's the only Get device out. that can what it's the only device that can really give Retroid a run for their money because it can do all of the things that the Retroid can do, except the shape is not ideal at all. It, it's really weird, but it, it should be better than all of the other ones because Android 3.3.2.6 is a lot better than, than Linux. Like, m- just orders of magnitude better. Oh, I totally agree with you there. It's... Is, this, is this a surprise you were talking about? No, it it's already been it's already been like out there. So it's it's called like the Game Something Game Station. I don't know. It looks like a Neo Geo Game Station. Something like it's something game. I could find out by looking at the leaks, but it it's been out there for like a month and a half. Really? Okay. See now, <laughs> these are good. These are good little clues. I'm gonna have to search that out. On is anything on AliExpress yet? No, I talked to the guy last night because there's somebody else that's making a 4x3 device and I told him that you have to hurry up because you have competition on the horizon. 
and they should be priced around the same point that you are. So and he said they're in mass production. They should be done in 15 days. Do these companies think you're like a consultant? No, that, see, that's I. That's the the weirdest thing about this is you would think that since I'm here and I know these people that they would just ask me stuff just to avoid doing stupid things, but it doesn't really happen. Is it pride? Is it they they don't think that you know enough? Well, they just want to do it their own way. Well, I've I've met a mix of people. Uh, there's some companies that are that want feedback and, 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 uh, there's some companies that have actually tried to get me to, to, um, have some kind of like role for them to help their product development and stuff like that. And there's other companies that are just like, just so arrogant, like just blindly arrogant. They don't care if they make bad stuff. They're just like happy catering to like 1000 people and that's all they'll ever do. And, uh, you know, there's companies in the middle of those two extremes. Did you always live in China? No, I've only been here for, this is my second year. So it's a fun experience. Uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be, you know, all things considered. That's one of the cities I want to go to. I saw a video of a gentleman putting together an iPhone 6 a long time ago. And yeah, I thought that I, was I the, coolest, the coolest thing. You know, before I did this channel, he did a call. I think his channel is kind of like is falling right now because he's in the U.S. and he can't do anything. But he put out a call yeah. a couple of months back um, earlier in this year, and he was looking for somebody to like help him. I don't know, do stuff here. And before I'd started my channel, I was like, yeah, I would definitely do that. But I didn't get picked and and, uh, you know, he's not here anymore anyways. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. What device are you currently playing? What what's the your, your daily driver? Uh the the only device that I play for fun now is the is my is my really ghetto uh Retroid Pocket 2 engineering sample. Um the clear one. No, I I don't use that one. That 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 case was not good. Um I have a an all black one and then I switched out the buttons to white buttons. And it it's really beat up. Like people think that. I think the the conception is that uh, for at least the Retroid Pocket that that I you know get them all for free and blah blah blah. I gave away all of my good ones. I only have two garbage ones, and and then I have the fantastic colors. But I'm going to give those away too, because I just like the black one. I like it for the fact that there's only one in the world, and um, it has character. <laughs> That's awesome really beat up and and but it has the best screen if it has the i'm going to talk about it in an, in a video that i do next week on the fantastic colors but the screen that was in the first 700 retro pockets is is my favorite the color temperature is like perfect and then there was like there's there's been three different screens and the the current screen is the closest to the first screen, but the first screen is is the best. It's the brightest, it has the best color temperature. So I, I'll never replace the the black one that I have. That's fair. Is that a cooler temperature than the like the batch two units? Or is it a no. more, a little bit warmer? No, the batch two units are are um what I would consider to be cool. Yeah, that drives me crazy, man. I the I one that I have is warm. I could have sworn like my first, like my blue and my yellow and my pink were warmer toned than my RS2. 
and this yeah yeah so this makes a yeah, lot of so sense. your your pink one is probably using i would imagine it's using the the batch the batch zero screen is what i call the batch zero it was the first 700 yeah, watch watch those go up in price on ebay now oh man <laughs> i mean some people don't know what they've got some people don't know what they've got if you right. if you have a batch one if you have a batch of zero like a real batch zero versus the other ones the brightness on the later screens is 50 percent of the batch zero screen so it's really really nice you can use it in like direct wow. sunlight perfect oh that's crazy why don't they make more of those Oh my God! The stories about the screen manufacturers—you could write like a dissertation on on the supply chain for the Retroid Pocket Two woes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Been a huge challenge. I just thought we had CPU shortages. I didn't realize that. Yeah, screens were an issue, and probably joysticks too. I'm guessing. Well, the I'll, I'll say this: the the supplier for the very first batch of screens, those first 700, he did a really, really good job of of those panels. And it, everything's subjective. Some people like uh, cooler temperature screens, but it just seems weird for me to play when my television set from back then was not a cool temperature. So I just remember seeing it in a warm color. But right. uh, he did 700 pieces. And they were really good. They passed QA, everything. And then he did another batch of like a couple, maybe over like a thousand. I, I don't really know the exact number, but more than 700. And those ones, if you see those screens, if you tilt the screen to the left or the right, it will be purple. Like the the glass will turn purple or or like magenta or something like that. I, yeah. You've seen people with those. It only looks I, really I good when you're looking dead on. Yeah, you you have one. Yeah. Well, so what that guy did is he kind of just he made the recipe for the first screen and then he kind of flipped the script and started making a different recipe. But what usually happens when you're doing those kind of crucial components is you don't verify every single batch. Um they're just assume that that as long as there's not any like uh, dead pixels or anything like that, or or like just really obvious stuff that you don't really need to evaluate. Like if you get batteries, if the first batch were four thousand milliamps, you're not going to expect that the next shipment is going to be three thousand, and they're going to lie to you. That guy did a lot of lying, so that's why the purple screen thing exists is because that guy was yeah. an asshole. Oh wow. So he skimmed, he skimped out after the 700 first units. Yeah, yeah. But he but the the thing is when he did his first 700, he made the best screen that they've ever been able to get. Yeah, so that they can be like, "Oh, I want this in my product. I'll order whatever." And get that for whatever reason. I I just I never there's a third supplier now and I never got to evaluate the third screen. Um but I just I just did yesterday. They sent me two, and then I put them in, and I was like, um, it's not as warm and it's not as bright as the original screen. And then he was like, oh, you must have the second supplier screen. So I'm going to send you another one. So he sent out another two, and then I installed that one. I was like, it's exactly the same. So the uh, hmm. third screen is not as good as the original one. Is it better, though, than the... Well, it's probably better. Oh, yeah. than, uh, it's better than magenta. it's better than the magenta one. Yeah, it doesn't do magenta at all. It's just okay. it's not as warm as it should be. But it, but the magenta screen is is a cooler temperature than this new one. 
That's the one I have for on my. That's the one I have on my Super Nintendo one, and I I like that one better than the Magenta one. Yeah, the Magenta one is bad. Yeah, that definitely agree with you there. Um, is the Fantastic Shell probably going to come with the third this third screen? Yeah, it will come with the third screen. They've been using the third screen since um, three weeks ago, I think. So every device that you see that's been shipped from the middle of batch two. I'll use the third screen. It's one of those things like if you didn't see, if you never saw the first screen, then you would never know that there's a better screen that exists. So once I've seen it, I will never use these other devices unless I switch my screen into them. Yeah, you're you're clutching onto that till the end. That's, whew, I kind of want my uh, my pink one back at this point. It sounds good. So, yeah, so that's that's the device that I use for fun and then i test out a bunch of other devices for videos and stuff like that that i play with dude i got the 280v because of your video on on it and you know i had to justify it to myself because (laughs) the price was was too damn high but i was like well it's significantly cheaper than my game boy micro and that those things are hard to come by and I don't want to have it in my pocket and break it one day where this one, I got it for half of the price and I'm, if it breaks, I can, but just get a new one. Yeah. That the price for that is, is actually a little disappointing when I, I've since, since uh, my original like conversation with, with Ambernick, he showed me that device, the three, uh, the, the three fifty P and the three fifty one all on renders on his phone. And um, that was the one that I was like the most hesitant about, but because it, it was just like a, it was just like a black, um, just like a black slab in the same shape. It wasn't in any of the colors that you see now. And I told him, don't make this in metal. Like the first of all, don't make this in metal. Cause he was like, Oh, we're going to make this in metal. I was like, don't make it in metal. People don't want to pay your crazy premium for the exact same JZ four, seven, seven, zero chip like over and over again. So they made it in plastic, but the thing that um, I kept trying to say to him for a long time was, you know, people were are really expecting that this device is going to be a cheap 4770. So don't don't make the price high. And, you know, the Ambernick tax, they just tax. Yeah. And I tried to really get him to, to, uh, lower the price because when i when i have the device i know what it should be based on you know everything else that i have so it it was uh you know in the 70s with the coupon that they had but i was like this device should be 60 dollars, and and i know that i know that you're making it for cheap enough that if you sell it for 60 and you sell a lot of these that you're still going to make money but for some reason you know sometimes they don't want to they don't want to do that, and I even told him because uh, if I put out the, if I put a link to his video or whatever, his his store would pay commission to me if somebody bought it. And I told him, you know, if you will lower the price, then I will I will put a non affiliate link there, so that way you don't have to pay me anything if somebody buys it because this thing is should be cheaper, and and I'm willing to I'm willing to just do a review video without having any monetary gain at all except for YouTube ads just to be able to get this price to a reasonable point so that way you can see that you should start pricing your devices 
differently because I want your company to be successful. And that didn't end up, you know, obviously didn't end up happening because they didn't do that. Do you think that the work that you've been putting into talking to them is doing some effect? Um, not as much as, not as much as I would want to. I really like the guy. He's the, the leader of that. I've met, I've met probably seven bosses of companies so far, and he's one of the nicer ones. He's like a really, really nice, um, really nice. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe cause you don't, you haven't seen them, but he's like a really nice down to earth Chinese guy and really friendly, really humble. He's been in the business for like 10, 10 plus years. He used to do flash carts for the for the DS and the in the GBA, and oh, then he moved into this. Yeah. yeah, he was he was the he was doing the R four cards. He was like the head of it. Oh man, Nintendo of Japan hated hated R four. Yeah. I, I, yeah, so I loved R four. <laughs> yeah, I have one too. I have a I have a DS with an R four card. I told him. Gotta you have to. Me too. I have the 2016. He he's he's a he's not a boss that he will listen to what I say and and. Um, some of, some of it he will, he will do, but you know, when you go in, it's hard to trust somebody, but I mean, the Retroid Pocket 2 is a perfect example. That device was supposed to be $115. And I was like, no fucking way yeah. are you going to price <laughs> this device at $115? <laughs> so they're like, you know, what should we do? What should we price it at? And I was like, price it at $80. And they did it. And you know, that's a awesome. sweet spot. The the de- you would never have this many people with the device if it was if it was over a hundred dollars. It just would be impossible. And you know, right now the the fantastic colors are ninety dollars. And I told him, I told him I was like, this device should not be ninety dollars. It's not a ninety dollar device, and you know it's not a ninety dollar device. So you got to change this. And uh, you know, right now he's coming to terms with the fact that. That's not a ninety dollar device. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I saw that. I saw that ninety dollar price tag. I was about to order a Jungle Green, and I'm like, ah, ninety bucks. I'm like, it's just yeah, out of Black Friday, five like, percent off. But still. I know, I know. I, but no, no. I told uh, him. I was like, first of all, the device was eighty dollars for like four months, and now it's eighty five dollars with a five percent discount. Like people are not dumb. That's not a real sale, right? It's yeah. It's kind of silly. It needs to go back to eighty bucks. And then we'll get the profit train rolling. It'll be good. It was originally supposed to, I, you know, on paper, it was supposed to be completely sold out by now um, with no more being produced, with no more being produced. And, you know, that obviously didn't end up happening. The Fantastic Colors were supposed to come out uh, long enough ago that they would have all sold because there's going to be an even amount of colors for each one, they would have all sold, and then there would be no more stock of any colors at all, and then the company would just work on something else. But They want to ride the train as long as possible. Yeah, sometimes it's better to stop the train. Well, because this yeah. is the problem. When you want to do... The thing that Retroid Pocket did will n- probably never be able to happen again, because when you do, when you do a new color, you need to fulfill a certain amount of orders, so you have to have a minimum order quantity and you don't know that you're going to be able to sell that, so you can't justify making those colors. The original three colors um, were were made, and and I didn't even know that that they were going to go with those colors. I knew about the Retroid Pocket Two since since last 
um, December because they showed it to me and I, and I, I at one point thought that they weren't going to do it anymore because they were working on some other stuff. And then all of a sudden in May, they were like, oh yeah, well the retro pocket two is coming out and these are the colors we have. And I was like, I don't like any of those three colors. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, I really, I really hate the blue one so much yeah. because it looks completely different in in videos and pictures than it does in real life. It's not that color of blue. It's like almost like a green. Right. They didn't do white, and I thought white was a good retro pocket one color. And I actually have a, I actually have an engineering white sample that um, is like really, really, really like just junk because it's it's got like three different colored buttons on it and everything. It was like completely slapped together with stuff that they had lying around. And um, the all of the subsequent colors that came out after those three, that was like me saying, hey, I think this would be a good color. And they'd be like, cool, cool story. And I was like, <laughs> you can find out if other people like that color too, if it's just me. And then we'll, 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 and then they're like, okay, get people to vote on it. And if they vote for it, then we'll do it. So all of the colors that came out after those three were were me saying, you should do this color. This is a cool color. And then them saying, ah, we don't think so. And then then doing those colors. Good on you, Taki. I love those colors. Those later colors are way better. The RS1. Yeah, yeah. I, I make sure to bring that up all the time. I make sure to say, <laughs> look, look at all of my colors were the better colors. I mean, it's true. Like those first three colors, like we all bought them because that's what they had, but we all really wanted other colors. Like nobody, I mean, some people love their yellow or their orange, um, bumblebee, Tonka truck, orange, <laughs> Tonka but, truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, those later colors were just where it's at and they're selling like crazy. It'll be interesting to see if the fantastic will, will sell out at the $90 price point. Well, there's still a couple of there's still a couple of days to see what's what's happening. You know, I can try to like hand wrangle a little bit to um, to see if he'll lower the price because um, yeah, it's a good device. It's really nice. Yeah. It's it's the best. It's I have I have um, you know one right next to me right now. It's the best clear device. the The second best one that I've seen to this is is. Uh, the um 350h those clear mm. cases are really nice really good quality this is the closest to that and uh it was a it was a cool experience getting these colors made like they bought they bought an n64 the ice then they color matched it and i was like that doesn't really look like what i think it should look like and then uh they sent me the n64 with the case and like look it's the same color and i was like i think the plastic aged so this is <laughs> Not the exact color, so I have that original ice that is that perfectly matches the N64 that they bought, but it's not the correct color. And there's only one in the world. And I'm going to give that away to somebody that gets lucky. But um, yeah, it was a cool experience. All of the other, all of the fantastic colors outside of that are just are just um, uh, my my impression of what the color should be based on like a narrow stretch of what you have to be able to paint or inject plastic with you. You have to, you let's say like you need this exact color, but that color is not available. So you have to do like the nearest neighbor to that one. So a lot right. of it is just like nearest neighbor approximation, but they all came out really nice. 
they yeah, look they like do. what I think. They look like what I think that colors those colors should look like, even though I've never owned a Fantastic N64. The only complaints we're seeing across some of the communities, uh, especially on Facebook for some reason, but we're getting some complaints about the button colors, the face button colors, how they're multicolored. And uh, some people want it just black or, or want it in white. And I don't know if you have any influence over, over the face button colors, but it seems to be the multicolor is, is giving it a cheaper look to some people. I don't know. It doesn't look... I I have I have put black buttons on mine and it doesn't it doesn't look that good when you actually have it there. It looks it looks kind of weird because right. I don't know. It it looks well, really strange. Cuz the yeah, cuz the N64 doesn't have black buttons. I originally picked the um the 16-bit PAL version or the J- Japanese version specifically because the button layout was Look, reminding me of my Nintendo 64, and that was the 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 device I was playing right before I hopped on the um, RP2 train, and my CRT died. So I wanted to play N64. So that's the color I picked. Yeah. I can see why they would put those specific buttons in that specific console. Yeah, it makes sense. It, the, my only other thought was like maybe yellow, like the yellow C buttons would be a good touch. But well, if you want to do that, do a yellow uh, digital analog, digital mm. circle stick. But it's it. That's another thing. Like people, without if you're not here, then you don't know that some things are just like impossible. Like the Indigo should have had gray buttons and gray joysticks for everything yeah. to match the original one. But you have they to have. Those. Well, they can make it, but you need to order twenty thousand analog sticks to be able to to get them to make it and I see. there's no way for that to happen. Yeah. Is is it possible to share how much how many units they've sold so far? I know how much I I know how much, but I no I can't share. That's fair. Yep. But the the companies the companies here know because there's only so many people to buy batteries from and there's only so many people to buy analog sticks from. So the owners of the other companies know how much uh, they know a ballpark range of how many units Retro Pocket has sold, so they they should be taking lessons from them. But I mean, they're not, so that's that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, they're the most probably quality um, of these handhelds that have come to market. It just seems like in their quality of staff and employees um, and product, it's it seems like a lightning in a bottle. I can ask about doing black buttons as extra in the case but they hate they hate doing like they have a love-hate relationship like they hate that they had all of this extra complexity from making all of the colors that got voted on or that i suggested but then they like you know how many of them that they sold (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like trust me trust me just do this and you'll you'll sell product and hey look you were right and they're selling like crazy and black buttons on the n64 fantastic probably not um like don't worry about that i think some people think that would be a good idea but if they actually got it like you said like it's just gonna look weird Uh, at most maybe yellow or whatever was on the original n64 controller 
like an N64 gray would be kind of cool. No. No. <laughs> Perfect. Retro. No. I think I have a I think I ha- I must have a picture of of it using all black colors and I was like that looks so yeah. Meh. I am thinking about it now and I'm like no. That's, here's here's <laughs> the no. thing. The the amount of work that has to go into just you getting the multicolor buttons is like there's there's like so much shit involved in making that happen. Like they had to find somebody that would would paint the the buttons that was a low enough volume that they were like, okay, we'll do this. They had to like travel to some secret yeah. location to do it. They had to <laughs> they had to what? yeah, there's like, like I at the briefcase yeah. in the back alley. There's a secret there's a secret location where those buttons are made that is not supposed to, to be known. And the uh, the head of the company sent me a picture once, just like out of nowhere. Just sent me a picture, him following another car down this road. And I was like, are you sending this to me because you're about to die? Like, is somebody going <laughs> to oh kill God. you? Are they leading you <laughs> to die? And it's like, no, this place is like oh. hidden. It's like <laughs> hidden in the middle of nowhere. They have to make like a special mask to be able to paint each button individually. And uh, wow. that was like a huge pain. But I, I really like the way that the the palace nest looks, even though even though I personally um like the US one the best, even though I've never owned it. I've never seen it in person. I'll send you mine if you send me yours. <laughs> I it, that's my like my favorite color. I don't I haven't bought that one yet either, but I love the look of it. I liked I liked seeing the RP two in person because I've used the the really terrible um, injection plastic sample that they made back in May that I just kept when they asked for it back. So being able to see that black case, but done very well, it was like, wow, <laughs> I've been living on the bad side of town for a long time. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that back up. I wanted to ask you, do you just throw that in your bag or do you put it in a little case just so that the screen can stay protected? Oh, I don't treat anything I don't treat them very well at all. <laughs> it's a beater. Yeah, you use it like so you don't put it I in mean, I mean if the screen breaks I'll be very sad, but the perception that the screens are um like fragile is is just not there. Like I I swapped right. four screens yesterday and when you have to put them back on with the tape, I'm pressing like super hard all over it and it yeah. I think people think if they look at it the wrong way the screen's gonna crack in like the bottom corner and it just it just doesn't happen and i don't even know how it's happening to people because i could step on this and the screen's gonna still be fine you think they're fucking up their shit on purpose so that they can get a refund because it's too difficult to set up some people i i try not to like get too angry about it but like some people do some shysty stuff and take advantage of retroid and there's like nothing that they can do like i found out about this story two days ago from the girl that does q uh does customer service and she said somebody bought a device and then like 10 minutes later opened up a a dispute for not getting the order and then the company shipped out the order without knowing that the dispute was happening shipped out the order like two hours later then the dispute process happened the person got the device and then the money got refunded back to the person. Oh, fuck. That's crazy. 
Yeah, it's uh, yikes. It's shit. That yeah, that drives me crazy, man. I, I when I see people trying to get away with that, like even an Arc server, we just shut that down. We're like, get out of here. Yeah, there's a there's a dude that we 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 brought on as a developer as a tester for this the firmware. The dude po- made a post saying like, oh, he messed up a thing. He put it in his pocket. He had a crack down the middle. A week or a week and a half later, he posted again saying, "Retro won't refund me. I, you know, their device is faulty. It, it got a screen crack." I, I looked up his old comment and it's like, "Hey, you, you changed tones quickly," and he had nothing to say. Yeah, because he cracked his screen. And the tally, the tally, <laughs> fucking story was less like. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. To, to my knowledge, that that dude or girl has never shipped back the device after all of that whole stuff, and I was just like, "Well, if I just worry about this too much, That's, then I'm never yeah. going to be able to sleep." And it's th- these are things that I never knew about from other companies that I worked with because I never asked, so I don't know what happens with them. I just know because I'm friends with the girl that does customer service. So if something terrible happens, then She'll tell me, and I don't have that kind of relationship with other companies, so I I don't know if they experience the same kind of stuff or not. But wow, at least for this, it is out there. That's, that's just that's just sad. I've had ten of these, or maybe eleven devices now, and I've never had a screen issue, um, except for the magenta issue you were talking about. But I've never had a screen break. I've never had cracks. Um, any damage that has happened, it's because it's my own fault. I tried to open one way too fast, and I tore the ribbon in half to the left analog stick and that was on me <laughs> um so it's like a lot of these stories that come in it's like come on like wh- what are you what are you doing to your device and if it wasn't in the current situation if we weren't in this current situation that we are right now where shipping is crazy and stuff like if you break an analog stick the analog stick is like a dollar so you could it it doesn't really cost them anything to be able to replace it and the screen is the screen is less than $10. So, you know, it's in their best interest to replace those. It's just like, it becomes like a huge hassle because if one of those things goes wrong on your device, like they don't want those things to go wrong. If it goes wrong, the shipping that they lose, like they've, they're at a net loss now having to replace any of those problems. And, and it, and it's like, they have to sell so many more to make up for the fact that like that was lost. So they really hate, when something goes wrong and they've you know been through so many trials and tribulations on trying to make their factory process better and get um the qa to be accountable and stuff like that it's just like the 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 leader of the company has lost so much sleep these last couple of months because the device was only the device was only um projected to to sell 3000 pieces in total. Like that's what it, they wouldn't, it was, first of all, it was never even supposed to be made. And then when it was, when it was made, it was just like 3000 and then we'll be happy and we're done. And now we're looking at probably 40,000. I'm, I'm guessing. It's a lot more than 3000. Okay. (laughs) That was my little secret. Like, can we learn the info? Um, moving on to the software side of things. So some some of the fun in the trenches lately has been the 8.1 upgrade. Um, I know they're working on a patch for that, but recently recently I saw you talking about going back to six. 
what's what's going on with that oh my god that you know i i you know i i look at the channel every once in a while to see if people are talking the testing channel um and i was like i haven't talked at all about 8.1 in such a long time and and the funny thing is when i filmed the fantastic video i filmed almost all of it and in the video it's at the beginning of october so i'm like oh let's do a preview of 8.1 mm. uh here it is it should be out you know soon and i'm talking about the beta that i have on the device and i'm like none of that is like fucking applicable anymore because how am i gonna <laughs> how am i gonna say like well <laughs> Two months later, it's still not here. I <laughs> right. don't. I I have no uh, idea why they decided to start going back to six and adding features to six. I talked to uh, somebody from the company yesterday, and I said, "You know, why is it still not here? What's going on?" And he said, "Oh, uh, we released a test version." Then he sent it to me again, and it's dated October twenty first and or twenty fourth or something like that. And I was like. Yeah, I've had this since that day and it has right. a lot of problems, problems that I didn't notice when I just did like a cursory check because I still use 6.0 on my device. It's not worth the hassle for me to switch it over if it already does the games that I play perfectly right. fine. Right, it's um, stable. That's the thing. It's yeah. like if they go with 6 in the end, at least it's a really stable OS. Yeah, and I don't know what makes 8.1 unstable because I'd never, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not play the black one that I have and and I'm and I don't want to update the black one because then I have to transfer all of the stuff all of my saves all of that stuff even though I could do it it's just like I don't have the time to do it right so um he started saying you know blah 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 we you know started porting over some features and he's like these are the features we ported over and I said yeah but who asked for you to do this <laughs> nobody asked right. for you to start porting these over and he's like it's really difficult to maintain two firmwares at the same time and i was like who asked you to maintain two right firmwares nobody was expecting that they would just continue to keep getting stuff added to 6.0 nobody wanted that right maybe some it's... people did but not at the expense of never getting 8.1 like that was not supposed to ever happen that's a big fuck up. And I agree with you there. It's it's <laughs> like, yeah, um, people get excited about 8.1. They really want to have their Play Store apps be compatible, which is the big problem with 6 plus the security holes. Um, the, so if they can patch those holes, then 6 is fine. But like, or give us 7. We just need a stable OS to support as a community in our tech support channel. Like, We just need a stable product to, to give the best support because we're all burnt out. Um, helping and it's like we're just telling people hey just stick with six at this point if you haven't upgraded just stick with that we'll let you know once we get a stable newer gen os ready yeah there's i i without going into too much detail there there is stuff that doesn't make any sense and if you knew about it it would probably just make you like uh kind of jaded like i i've cared so much about this product that i I wouldn't if I here's the thing like when I when I did the video on the RG350 like I felt responsible for all of the people that I brought to that platform because I mean they got it because of me because I was really I really loved the product right and and um I did the same thing for this one I didn't know that 
I didn't know that people were going to buy this product. Like there's products that I, that I really love that nobody buys. You know, it, it, I didn't yeah. know that that was going to happen for this one. I, I had no idea. I really love the 280V and it hasn't sold like anything. Like not really? even there, there are the worst color of Retroid Pocket 2 is like multitudes of the sales of the 280V. So, so my 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 feelings don't really ever they don't always they don't always like map out to a product being very successful but this one was very successful because of me so I feel really responsible like whenever anybody would have a uh a, a, they would get like a a package that would be destroyed in the mail like I'd be like come on that's your package needs to be better than this this is bullshit you need to either right. ship the device face down which I've been saying for a long time or you need to improve the package because this is ridiculous. Or whenever like somebody would have a dispute and they would be like, oh, they're they're asking me to pay for this. I'm like, no, they're not going to pay for this to get back to them or, I, or I'm not going to work with you anymore because this is ridiculous for you to ask the people to... There was like a whole thing where if something broke on it, they would ask them to ship back the device. I'm like, they're not shipping back the device. You're going to yeah. ship them... You're going to ship them the whole front place with the screen in it or you're going to ship them another PCB, like this is your fuck up. They're not yeah. going to pay for that. Yeah. And, and that's good customer service. I mean, that's what makes them stand out is that they're actually, well, doing <laughs> they, they got that customer service because that the tail end of it is like, I won't work with you anymore. And if yeah. I don't work with you anymore, you don't sell anything else. So exactly. I was going to hype it. I've put, I've, I've, uh, tried to do a lot to help out and, in at least for this company, it works like for, for other companies like Pow Kitty, Pow Kitty had, they made like a 32 gigabyte version of their X18 and X15. And I worked a lot on getting the firmware for their open clean system with Google for the 16 gigabyte models. And I tried mm -hmm. to get them to, you know, make the same thing for the 32 and it never worked. And I worked on that for so long. There's like, I lose so much time on the on the tail end of of stuff that people don't know about, like all of the shit that I do outside of have a video happening. It's like a lot of the reasons why I don't have so many videos that come out every month is, you know, because I'm because I'm a dad and I work full time yeah. and YouTube is not my full time job. But then I'm also like, I, there's a device that I'm gonna do a video on in a, in a couple days, and I I spent like three fucking days trying to get them to to uh, let me root it because they did something to lock down geekbench from not working on their phone for some really really sneaky ass reason i lost three days of going back and forth with them for that and then they're like where's the video i'm like well you guys were assholes so i moved on to something else because right. i don't have time to wait for you Damn. yeah I mean, <laughs> you have that luxury now you're in sort of this place of like a little bit of control on YouTube because you have your subscriber base and you get to s help this supply chain um, of these companies and help even either give them a thumbs up, give them sales or give them a thumbs down and don't give them sales, um, which is awesome. Well, you know, sometimes I'm like very blunt, like uh, there's a new device that just came out with like a 700 megahertz processor. It's really thin. And I, uh, told Pow Kitty because they had a picture of Pow Kitty. I was like, don't waste your money on this. Like nobody's going to buy this. Don't, 
I would just, that was my only message. Like, don't waste your money on this. And when they did the RG2, RGB 20 or whatever, it, it looks god awful. I was like, just make this in all black. It will look so much better. Yeah. All black rainbow buttons. Like, it's going to look sweet because it looks just like, um, it will look just like a, an LCL, an LCL pie boy that they, that he made. It will look awesome and it will yeah. save the device. And I was like, that's the only thing you can do to save this because the color looks ugly as hell and it's not even accurate like the color for the 280v is somewhat accurate to the real color this one is not at all it's like orange the real nes is not orange <laughs> no it's not <laughs> is that the the one that looks like the 280v but with a little joystick yeah it wouldn't look bad with black based on you know yeah. my my understanding of of uh what I envision it would look like, but they didn't do that. And, and the weird thing is, you know, some of these companies are like, I have a good relationship with some people that just don't work with me anymore, but I've never done anything to, to like harm my relationship with them. Like a good example is, is ZPG. I really like that guy. Um, I would consider him a friend. Like he's, he's also friends with my wife. Like I've interviewed him. I've, I have four of his, devices right now three of them are the the original zpg that was supposed to be sold overseas for like a hundred dollars it's really awesome but he never ended up making enough or i don't he never has an answer for me for why there's none for overseas so i'm like i'm not going to make a video about something that people can't buy because it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't sell the 12 that you were going to it's an awesome device and uh yeah he made he made a, a new a new device, the ZPG Pro. He made it with the guy that makes the 350H, and I have a really good relationship with that guy. And they just stopped fucking talking to me when they when they made that device. Like they sent they sent out metal cases to people, and I was like, "You, I'm I'm like here. I'm I live right next yeah. to you. Like you didn't yeah. even you didn't even say. It. And I haven't done anything to like I haven't done anything to ruin my relationship with you. So." Yeah. It's weird, but like there's then there's other people like um uh Xiaobaowang, the 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 Q four hundred. The Q four hundred, I I I try to help those people out a lot. Like I gave them configured retroarch um config file for their device so that way it would operate as good as it could. And they we're working on firmware or whatever. And then they stopped working on firmware or whatever. Then they started selling it on, on, um, on, uh, Panda, no retro Mimi's website. And then I was like, I got to tell people that this thing is garbage because they're going to think that it's really good and it's not. So then I make a video and then, then like shortly later, the retro Mimi people are like fucking attacking my character, like saying that there's stuff I don't know. just makes them look dumb as hell because, I have the proof right. uh, that the device is garbage. Yeah, I so, mean, we all trust like your your opinion out there. After watching a lot of these YouTubers, it's like, okay, if I watch a Taki product, I know it's going to be something good. And Burnick, bam, awesome. Their whole line, pretty much. Uh, Retroid Pocket. And then, yeah, some of them I skip on. Uh, in fact, I skipped out on uh, the Powkitty X15, I think it is, um, because of the whole debacle with the firmware and some shadiness that sounded like was going on so i returned that product um because i'm like i'm not gonna mess with it like 
So yeah. Yeah. So I I burned the relationship with with the Xiaobaowang company that makes the Q400 after that, um, because some people here's the here's the thing. Some people actually actually want you to be honest. Like the the guy that makes the 350H, and I and I like the 350H. It's not as good as the RG350 because the it cannot it cannot do the same things as well as the RG350. So it's not. It's if I have the same amount of money, I won't buy that over the 350. But he he's the one that makes the ZPG Pro and all the other devices that that they're making. You know, he told me once he was like, "Just be honest. Like, I don't want you to lie for me or whatever." Right. And and I, at the time, like his device was really good, but the software just never ended up happening. So looking back, like a lot of the things that I said were under the assumption that he was telling me, like. Oh, we're, you know, going, we're working on the firmware updates and it's going to be, it seemed like it was a solvable problem. I didn't know it was like a hardware issue because he wasn't saying that, you know, the reason why I can't do SNES as good as the RG350, even though it has a better processor is there's a hardware issue and it can never be overcome. So yeah, some, some people, some people I'm in the good graces still and, and others I'm not like I've even, even working with a competitor, I've lost. I've lost there's a really big company that that stopped working with me like entirely and they they have some huge shit on the horizon that's going to come out and um they've just uh they've just completely burned the bridge with me because I worked with somebody that they don't like like they they really hate that all, that 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 just makes a good product like they make the the competitor makes a much better product and and instead of just like being so fucking angry about that, they should work on making their own product better. Even though their product is also good, it's not as good as the person that they hate. And they could make it as good as the person they hate. Because everything is just a function of money in China. It should just make it better. You know, I'm going to make it better so that more people will buy this. So I, I don't, yeah. I, I get angry about it sometimes because like I know, I know how much... I've like um, for that company specifically, I know how much I brought to that company. Like I have the proof of, I have all the data for every company that I've worked with. Like there's a record for how there's a record on their end of how many sales they have. That's public in some cases, but then there's, there's the data of that, the, the analytical data that I have that I know is worth like this much. So for them to get like angry or not want to work with me, like they will lose in the end because the, the, the vacuum won't be filled, especially by the people that, that are like their loyal puppets. And, and, and I won't do that. Like if something is garbage, I'm going to say it's, it's garbage. Good. You, you have integrity like that. That's stick with it. That's the way to go. You know, I saw a video by retro Dodo before I watched your video on the rp2 um that guy was a little bit questionable in my eyes i thought he was one of those puppets and and then he made a, another video saying that he wants to change the channels direct his channel's direction and wants to be more um open with his reviews on these devices i i don't know did you get to see what that video he 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 did it over a review of another device that i don't remember the, the the name or number for it yeah i did yeah that was a good that was a good video 
Um, the, the here's the thing that sucks about this market is there there are it's so easy to to be shady, especially if you're you're bigger. I'm not big enough to do something shady and then not like and not have like visible visible like I can't take something that's just completely garbage. Tell everybody that it's not garbage. Have those people get it, and then not have that be known that I did that. But some other people are. Some other people can say this device is great, and in the video you can see that things are not great. And there's not enough of those people to overwhelm all the people that are just like singing the praises, even if they don't get the device and they don't know that the device is garbage. And that's a that's a shame right now. And and. There's a, you know, there's a lot of things that just are gamed by what can I do to get more, um, affiliate revenue or, or, or subscribers or ad revenue or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a valuable, it's a va- valuable that you don't depend on this as, uh, your main income. I like, here's the thing, like, uh, I have a, I, I translate my videos into Chinese and I put them on Billy Billy and that channel had finally qualified to make money. And I don't know how much money it can make, but like, even if I made one RMB, which is like, like 20 less, less than 20 cents, like I would be happy with that. Like the first day I made a quarter on the Taki Udon channel, I was like, fuck, I just made a quarter. This is amazing. I I've never touched any of the money that I've made for anything from this channel. Like I have it all, but I don't plan on using any of it. It, All of the money that I get from, from the channel, I've just set aside to pay for my son's uh, college tuition. And when he finally has enough, then, then I'll think about using the money, but I don't need the money for anything. And, and that's why I, I don't, I don't feel compelled to do anything in the sake of money. Like I'll look and I'll be like, Oh cool. I made this but I, I don't need it and I won't use it. So it, it's just kind of like fake money in the end of the day. Like it's just something that I saw on a screen. I never saw the money in person. So it doesn't, I don't really care about it because at the end of the day, I just did this stuff for fun and it's cool to be able to like make money from something that you do for fun, but it's not money that I'm ever going to use. So I don't really like give a shit at the end of the day. <laughs> it's kind of amazing though. I mean, for one, it's for your son which is just heartwarming, you know, <laughs> and, and it's cool that you're, that you're dad and still doing this. Um, and, and for two, the fact that, yeah, you can let go and just say, eh, well, it's just out there like in the ether and it hasn't materialized yet. It's, it's nice. You have even more control over who you work with and what you do. Cause you're never desperate. You're never desperate to make a buck. Yeah. I think if this was my job and I was really trying to, make it replace like anything that I could make from a real job, then I would probably be doing sponsored videos and, and shit like that because companies do reach out to you a lot and, and they're just, it's just not worth like, do you know how many times like raid legends has sent me a fucking email asking for me to do a sponsored video and, and I could make so much money, but I don't need the money and it's not worth it for me to, to advertise some game that I would never play. Like the things that I actually use are never the things that somebody would ask me to do a sponsored video for. Like 
I get I get so many emails from like VPNs, but those aren't VPNs that I would use, and they're not the VPNs that I use in China. So there's no point for me to advertise those products because I I don't legitimately use them, and, I, and I'm not going to be like the people that say like they're not going to be like the people that have no reason to really use one, but they're like, oh, I want to use Netflix in in Japan so I can watch the. No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you just made up that reason. But like, I actually have to use a VPN. That's the only thing I I'm talking through a VPN yeah. to talk to you guys right now. Like yeah, you're behind the great firewall of China. Yeah, I'm I'm an actual use case for all of these things. So I could speak to it, but I but I won't because I don't need to. No, well, that, and that's fine. And you you talked about games like games you wouldn't play. So that gives me a segue into a question we have for you. OK, what game are you playing right now? I am trying to. I only play my uh, Retro Pocket Two like when I'm trying to when I'm trying to go to sleep after I've done like all my work and shut down my computer and everything. I'm doing a playthrough of Secret of Mana right now, and I've never played it before because I never owned it. And the game just seems so convoluted. <laughs> like sometimes I don't know where the hell I'm going or whatever, and I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna keep going in this screen. And I'm like, the combat can't really be like this, can it? Before I had any of the uh, secondary characters, like this sucks ass. Like yeah. I gotta wait for the bar to go to 100 to do any damage. But now that I have three characters, I'm like, this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it looks like the art style is adorable, which is great. And you have fast forward to get through some of that really heavy like plot. But <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I gotta play that that game. It's been a while. Yeah, that's the that's the one that I'm playing for fun. I play. There's a there's another device that I'm really excited about that's coming out soon, and I play on development hardware for it. I play um, a MOBA game that I really like. It's the Chinese version of Arena of Valor, and it's uh, it's a really fun waste of time because it's just like in the culture here. Like everybody plays this game. Like you can just see people have their phone sideways and like they're definitely playing that game because there's, there's millions of players and. Um, it's called Wangzhou Rongyao. It's uh, it means um, King King's Glory. It looks like it looks like League of Legends. It, oh, cool. it looks exactly like League of Legends, but it's really fun. I'm I'm super into competitive games, so it's uh, it's a problem. <laughs> it's it's an infestation, but I'm sure it's a fun game. You were talking about your son. Tell us tell us about fatherhood. It's difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult. The cool thing about it, though, is my son, whenever I get a new product, he knows it's new because he's never seen it before. He gets so excited. Like, he'll, like, <laughs> dance around. He'll, like, try to get me to give it to him. And then if I give it to him, he's, like, mesmerized by it. He'll press all of the buttons. If I give him a Retroid Pocket 2, he knows how to turn it on. He'll just, like, press the button, turn on. <laughs> he was doing it yesterday with all the fantastic ones that I have. And he'll just like move all the joysticks. He can't play any of the games or anything, but it's cool seeing like how fascinated he is with everything. And you can just give him anything. Like if he hasn't seen something in a long time, just give it to him. He's like, oh, he's like super happy. Just like studying how it works and everything. He's a little tester. Yeah, he's my little QA tester. Mine so mine so um jaded with or you know enamored with his iPhone that he he expects all these different handhelds to be touchscreen. So he, he lines up all these SPs that I got and use them as little laptops. The retro pocket two could have had a touchscreen. It almost did. 
it was, but it would have been ten dollars more. So I, I kind of told them, even with a touchscreen, this is not a ninety dollar device. So don't, don't do the touchscreen. But oh, I mean, there's a there's a world where I didn't say that, and then there is a touchscreen, Retroid Pocket Two. It just didn't seem there was there'd be there would be little reason to buy it at that price, versus, yeah. you know, the eighty dollars price tag. You get used to it. I mean, you get used to not having the touch screen. At first, it's a little jarring because it's Android. So you're like, okay, I touch this to do this. But that's not there. So you get used to using the mouse mode. Um, if they didn't have mouse mode, it'd be, it would be yeah. impossible. Like, there's other companies that have Android. Like there's Android on the 351, but it doesn't have mouse mode. So it's like impossible. You're like, How do you do anything? You can't do, can't do shit. Oh wow! See, I almost got a 351 because I saw an Android video. Uh, yeah, they the they lineage. they took the video from they took the OS from Odroid's Odroid's right. website and then you know threw it up there and made it look like it was theirs. I was really excited. I thought that they were actually doing the development in house, but I didn't know that they just burned yeah. the firmware from them and tried to pretend like it was their development. Yeah, it's just a build of lineage. Uh, I think 15 maybe. But they didn't um, but, do any of the work for it, and they don't have the expertise to do the work for it. I traded a lot of my retro pocket twos for a three fifty one. It should be here on Monday. I want to try it out. I like it's a sleek device, but for me, like unless I can have Android and a mouse mode, I'm not going to touch it. I, I got to have Android so I can do retro arch and do my retro achievements because I have a problem. That's just me, though. You know, since I got my two eighty V, I I don't touch my. Retro Pocket 2. I feel bad that I don't even turn it on. I don't know what, how much battery it has, if it even... <laughs> That's okay, man. It's That's in my good. drawer. Like This like hobby, like, we have so many... We're spoiled. We have so many devices we can pick up and try out. Like You, know, you don't have to stay locked into the Retro Pocket 2 because you're you know, part of a fan community. Like, That's yeah. the problem, though. The more you have, like, the harder it is to make a choice. And then I just waste time yeah. trying to figure out what what I can play. Like, there's there's very rarely a time where I'm like, okay, I have free time and I'm just too lazy to do something, or there's nothing right. for me to do. So I'm like, okay, what can I play? And then I'm like, I haven't picked up the Win Two in a long time. Ooh. Then I pick up the Win Two, and I'm like, that's why I don't pick up the Win Two in a long oh, yeah. time. And then I just, <laughs> just try to pick something. I'm like, the fan is really so much louder than all of these other devices but it wasn't that it wasn't like that like before before better things existed i mean oftentimes like at the end of the day i just pick up my gpd xd plus and call it good like, it just does everything i want and plays games sure it cramps my hands a little bit you know the retro pocket 2 is way better for for hand cramping than the gpd xd but then again it plays dolphin so with an asterisk, <laughs> with an asterisk. Yeah, I know. With with many asterisks. <laughs> it looks like a, a 3ds. Is that the one that looks like a 3ds? Yeah, yeah. It very much looks like a 3ds XL. You know, I like my Retro Pocket Two more than my 3ds. Not, not only too. because I can actually play Super Mario RPG perfectly compared to the new 3ds that you know has little j- jitters here and there, but yeah, I don't like the way it feels. It doesn't feel good in the hand. Yeah, I mean, I keep coming back to the RP2 just as the best feeling device. The 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 design company that they worked for with to do the Retroid Pocket 2 is like not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like I actually have a a hate-hate relationship with them because I 
I hate a lot of the designs that they that they come up with. This would have been really nice with with more rounded corners than it has yeah. right now. At least it's not as bad as the Retro Pocket One. Oh my god! Yeah, the Retro Pocket One like bled my hands. Like, it well, was... the problem is that company, the comp- the design company, has never done a gaming device before. Like, they're known for doing like beauty mirrors and Bluetooth speakers and stuff. So, like, they have no frame of reference. the The funny thing that they that they do um, is they do like I'm doing air quotes. You can't see. They do research on <laughs> gaming devices in the market. And then they use that research to design new uh, renders for what they envision this new product should be based on like your requirements. And like they're all god awful because they don't oh, no. use their research in air quotes is not based on real things that exist. They're just based off of other renders of things that don't exist or renders <laughs> of like oh, no. Oh, $10, no. $10 gaming handhelds that just don't look good so it doesn't make sense to use them as as a uh, as uh your 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 inspiration i showed what the original retroid pocket 2 renders looked like uh, a while back on my discord and and like like we are living in the the better dimension where <laughs> where this design was picked over that because those other ones are really really bad and and they don't really understand a lot of times the target demographic when they're making these, I'm like your target demo are people that are like my age. They're not right. trying to get something that looks like, like, Oh, it's so cute. Like it's a, like a bubble. Like, right. No, <laughs> they don't want that shit. This looks so, so ugly. <laughs> or, yeah. or they're or- like, oh, oh, but it looks adorable. It looks adorable. I'm like seven year old people are not buying this device. Like they right. might buy it. But they're it's not all dads. It. It's all dads in our thirties, twenties, and thirties. Yeah, it's like it's people that if you if you want this, like you had a certain life to get you to the point where you're like, this is the type of thing that I want for right. for a variety of reasons. So like you're connecting to those people. You're not you're not connecting to like the one dude who's like, I really want this like super abstract kitty device. So I can look like <laughs> the weirdest person around us. You want something that looks like a little, little bit mature. Right. At the same time, you don't want something that looks like, like, uh, like an alien spaceship about to take off. That's a Nintendo 64 controller. Right. When, um, <laughs> when I first met with Retroid last year, I, I, I saw what was supposed to be their like, second device like they were going to make a a second one with like a five inch screen and i can talk about this because it it got killed they they had the device made it kind of looked like um kind of looked like a a, like a i7s like a little bit like an i7s with a different shape and it had and had a big rectangle screen and i was like this thing looks so terrible. Like, why the fuck did they make it? It had, from I'm trying to remember, it had, um, like, the shoulder buttons were were just like the RG2, uh, RG350, but they were like triangles. And it felt like really clunky and weird, like a bad PSP, like a bad ripoff of a PSP, but like made with triangles, like hard, hard lines and shapes, because they had just came off of making the Retro Pocket 1. So you can just imagine what, what the sequel of that device would have been like right. with a <laughs> with a with a bigger screen 
I was like, you need to kill this design. Like this thing is garbage. And they're like, but we, but we already spent like $20,000 on this. I'm like, you'll waste more money making this device. You just need to kill it. And then they finally killed it. And so it's like a really, it's just a really expensive, like uh design that never ended up getting used. Wow. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we're in the, the better timeline. Like it's so everything will be okay now. The multiverse, the multi-dimension, yeah, the multiverse. Are you a fan of Rick and Morty? I've not watched past, I think like the second season. I watched all of the second season. I used to have like a ritual of watching it with the people that I lived with a couple of years back. And, and we, every time there was a new episode, we'd all get together on this huge TV that we had on the first floor and, and watch them. It's a great show. Uh, just like using my VPN to download stuff. I have to like really love it to make it worth your time. Yeah. Like I, the VPN that I like using has a data cap of, of um, 200 gigabytes and it. And it, you can go through 200 gigabytes really fast because I upload YouTube videos are like a couple, couple gigs and, and uh, just, just general internet usage. Like you don't really realize how much you use until you see that you don't have anything left. So I have to really love something. You know, it. I might sound like it's 2011, but if you had a Talkie 3 and you posted the content that you used, you know, the, the content that you downloaded with that limited amount of data that you get, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd subscribe and watch it and, and use that. I have to be very, very, very... Uh... I have to think so much about what I will use it on more so than I ever would. Like I used to have Comcast in the States and you could just do whatever the fuck you want. Like I had a 500 megabyte line just like blazing fast. Then you get to China and you're like, you have a 500 kilobyte line. You're like, damn. Yeah. I mean, we're spoiled over here with our internet. I mean, I, I complain about our 1.2 terabyte data cap in Oregon here and, and, I 200 gigabytes. I don't know how you do it. That's a very intentional way of using yeah. It's very selective. <laughs> like it's kind of like a minimalist way. Uh, I admire it. Like you probably like have a whole like routine down now. Like you know, like okay, I better avoid like 4K videos. Uh, probably you watch like what like 480p. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God, the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Like. <laughs> I was in New Zealand for a little while and like their internet, they're at the very end of the ocean for like the internet data cable that runs around the earth. And so like their, I think their, their kilobytes are like, it's like 200 kilobytes um, down. And that was rough. And I was like, how do I, as a technology guy, like, how do I live here? It's so beautiful, but I just want to leave. <laughs> I need my internets. I, I equate it to like, if you're on a, if you're on a, like a vacation, you go to a different country and you buy, you buy some like overseas data plan, and you can get like a megabyte for a dollar or some shit like that. Ooh, a megabyte. <laughs> I remember that. The plan that I have is not very expensive. That's the only thing that uh, I I I have four four um I have three servers that I I made myself, and then I have one that that gives the best speed through a service based out of Hong Kong. And I use that one when I want to watch Netflix or something like that. Cause it's the only one that works and it's the cheapest. And then the other ones are, I have like a Google one that is 
very fucking expensive. Like if I have to use that, it's because everything else is failing because that one can get into like the hundreds of dollars. And then I have two other ones that are like $5 each. That's why it's really difficult for me to do any kind of VPN stuff because it's just like really cheap just to make your own. Yeah. Cheaper than some people think like you could just make one and you're fine. Yeah. Anytime I get to a website that gives you like a data cap based on your IP, I'm like, well, I got like a thousand more. So let's just keep this going. Yeah. No biggie. So you have to jump through a bunch of hoops just to be recording this with us. Yeah. Well, I have to turn on an application and I'm, and I'm using the 200 gigabyte uh, cap for this, but yeah, something that all Chinese people have to do. Well, the people that choose to interact with the outside world, it's just part of daily life. Yeah. And, and with that, we'll stop uh, eating up your precious bandwidth here tonight. Thank you for (laughs) (laughs) spending time with us and, and letting us grill you with, with all the hot questions and no problem. It was fun. Yeah, it's it's nice to to be in this format a little a little different than our usual like Discord back and forths and but we we really appreciate just having you uh to sort of guide this whole niche community um out there. You know, we we do a lot more of the support end of things and it's just nice to have you joining us like in the testing channel and and being a part of this podcast tonight. So just yeah, thanks Taki. No problem. Good things to come. Yay. I like when whenever you, you put out something as a, as a teaser, I, I eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. We all we get stoked. There's really awesome stuff that just is not happening right now that I wish existed because, yeah, there's just like there's just so much good and there's so much good in the under 200 range that nobody would have ever done before. That's going to happen soon and and even retroid themselves are are they've got a bunch of cool stuff planned for the future that's not only just gaming devices that i'm looking forward to wow but uh yeah Ooh, all right intrigue all right keeping us on our toes so that's about it for the episode where can our listeners go to for your content yeah people can find me on on youtube that's the that's the best place but i'm on a variety of discords and your Discord, right? Yep. And Retroid handhelds, and now BRB Gamer. So that's good. No, I'm um, actually not. I'm actually not on Retroid handhelds. Retro, retro. Oh, I'm in Retroid handhelds, not Retro handhelds. That's a different. One. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Retro handhelds. Yeah, I don't go there too often. That thing was just like an advertising fest. Yeah. I mean, that's the only place I can go to 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 gush about my 280V, man. <laughs> You said not many people, not many people bought it. You know, maybe Amber Nick can send me the list, and I'll make a little fan club. <laughs> there's the void to be filled. <laughs> Still can't believe there's no other Retroid fan clubs yet. No, no why, but I'm I'm good with it. So that's the end of our episode. How is your host, Retro GM? I'm stubborn Pixel. Taki Udan, and thanks for joining us. <laughs>